Hey, what's going on, Knuckles family? It's Aura Knuckles here to give you Knuckles family or friends, episode three of the podcast. And this week, once again, I have a special guest with me. I think right now I'm I'm starting to have guests in each episode now, so it's good to have a guest. So I'm not like I'm talking to myself. So I got my my uh, good family friend Corey. He is Jesse's brother. So if you remember, Jesse's in episode two of my podcast. Now I got his little brother. Well, now he's 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 growing up. He's growing up now. So like it's still a little brother, but he's still a grown up now, which is still crazy to see that. So Corey, say hi to all the lovely people that's probably gonna be listening to your lovely voice. Hello, all the lovely people that are probably going to be listening to my lovely voice. <laughs> yeah. So just like um, Jesse's been family to me, Corey's been family to me as well. So like, say so me, just like Jesse, me and Corey go way back, like decades decades and you know we, we're still we're still being nerds we're still loving video games like that's been our that's been our thing from the beginning of time I, I would say from the beginning, you, you would agree with that too I, I would assume oh yeah I mean you're one of the people I have known in my life for the longest like I literally cannot think of a time where you weren't a part of my life hmm no, I said we, like I said, we've known each other for like a long time, so it's definitely you know, like it's actually it's actually a legit friendship, guys. Not like you know when you have those, those uh business acquaintances. I know it's like a real friendship, despite many times when Corey would annoy us when he was younger, annoy the <laughs> crap out of us. Like, oh my god, I wanted to like kill this kid sometimes, but you know that's classic little brother things and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> like we have just- a lot. of we look back at it and we laugh at it. I just want to play One Piece. I swear, just one round of One Piece. Oh my, oh Jesus. <laughs> you're, yo, you got your mom screaming, yo. Like, oh my God. But hey, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I do apologize for the way that I was as a kid. Is oh, that's all good. I was kind man. of a brat. No, it's all super. I was a little bit the same way when I was that age as well too. Like my my one cousin, where I would her I would not I wouldn't say harass him, but like I always wanted to play video games at his house like all the time. Like I don't know how, but he had like almost every video game. Like this is like back in like Dreamcast. Yeah, like PS2, Dreamcast. Like he had a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I look back at it now, and I'm like, bro, how did he get all these games? Like. Because I don't at the time you couldn't trade in games yet. Like he had a lot of games. Like hell, he was the first person that had Marvel vs. Capcom too. That's when I played. I played at his house for the first time, and I couldn't stop playing that game. Like I was obsessed with that game. But he had like literally almost every game that you could think of. Like it was, he was almost like the arcade, pretty much to me. He was the arcade, and I know it annoyed the hell out of him when I kept on playing this shit. I would have been annoyed too. I would. I would too, but yeah. So guys, we have a, a decent amount of stuff to talk about. It's not a whole lot of what, ha- uh, it's not, but it's not a whole lot of what happened um this past weekend. Well, this past week. But before we get into the topic, our topics and Corey, you're probably not gonna notice. I want to say uh, R.I.P. the Pop Smoke. Uh, he's a Brooklyn rapper, and his um his album came out um his album came out this past uh Friday called uh shoot for the stars aim for the moon and it's a pretty decent album not granted it it takes some time before you, can, you before you can actually review 
a full blown out um, album, but it's very good. And it's just a sad part is the guy is not around to, to see it. And it's, it's like I said, it's truly heartbreaking, but it is a good album. I just regret not listening to this guy earlier. Cause I hate where you're like, when you hear about an artist or any or anybody, when they die, it's like, oh, then you start becoming a fan. Like I always knew the rapper, I always heard of his, always heard his voice, but I never like really fully like listened to his music. Like his music was hot, but I just was like, I was just like, you know, I just wasn't, you know, I just didn't have the time to listen to it. But you know, they're just so support and whatnot. And I, I definitely listened to the album, and, and it's a good album. I just like I said, I regret not listening to this guy earlier. But anyways, um, R.I.P. to Pot Smoke. I say you, you probably don't know who he is, but like I say, he's a rapper, young rapper. He died at the age of twenty, so I mean, it's he died. He died young, so it's you know, it's a sad situation. But yeah, anyway, I mean, it, I'm not super familiar, but it's still a shame to have any kind of talent in any kind of industry pass away, especially when they're so young. Exactly, it is. So it's like I said, R.I.P. to Pot Smoke. Now, um, one of the biggest things that's been going on for the past couple of days, well, two of them are like two or two of the same. Well, you, I, my favorite genre of fight, my my favorite genre of games are fighting games. That's my favorite genre. What's your Corey? Is that would you say that's your favorite, or do you have another favorite genre? No, I would probably say fighting games are my favorite genre as well. Okay. I and, wouldn't say I play them quite as much as you do, but yeah. I still like have a, a very strong love for those games. Yeah, I, I did too. I, like, I don't, I think Street Fighter Two was like the start of it right there. Now, Grant, I think it was quite some time. I think when I got to like maybe my twenty, when I was twenty or nineteen, that's why I'm like, yo, fighting games are my sh- like that's my uh, favorite genre. Now. With whole COVID going on, um, e- well, well, the biggest fighting game in the world, Evo, is canceled. Now, but now before it was canceled, it was the when the whole COVID thing came, it said they're going to do online tournaments, and I was saying to myself, I don't think that's gonna, that's not gonna work. I mean, it might work for some games, but Smash Brothers, Diablo, Grant, I played Smash Brothers yesterday online with pe- with a couple of people. It wasn't that bad, but it was, still wasn't great either. So. I think, then again, Smash Bros. was taken off the list, I believe. Yes, it was. It was taken off the list. Killer Instinct was was put back on the list. And from what I've heard, like I said, that, I don't have an Xbox One, but that would be one of the games I would get. But I heard the uh, Killer Instinct Online is, like, great. Like, anything made through Iron Galaxy, the online is legit great. Like, I, don't, I mean, there's no thing it's perfect, but it almost seems seem like it's perfect. I believe Killer Instinct uses uh, rollback netplay, which I'm not super familiar on the differences between, uh, like the the technical side of the difference between rollback and delay based. But uh, from what I understand, rollback is like basically what the future of game of fighting game online play should be, and Killer yeah. Instinct has it. And I believe like the majority of the um, if not all of the games that you could join for EVO online, like as a public person, were all uh, uh, rollback netplay based. Yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Yeah, like I, said, I don't know, like I said, I don't know too much on the online thing, but the thing is for me, it's like, as long as it's good, that's all I really like, care about. So 
The other games were Tekken 7. That game has a uh, okay netcode. Undernight. Um, I've had a few good connections. Granted, like no one really plays Undernight online, so I, I really can't say too much on the online. Dragon Ball Fighters, I heard, has a ant online. Soul Calibur 6, the online is, from what I heard, okay. Like I said, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but like, I, like I said, I'm just going from what other people have said. Street Fighter 5, I, I had these in Echo with decent Echo with that, so I don't want to say it's terrible. Samurai Showdown, um, I don't know too much on that one. That one I heard was like okay. Like I said, all the connection was like okay in all these games, like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. I played a couple matches online. I've I've had a few good and a few bad. But um, Mortal Kombat Online's online's pretty good. Um, Eleven, that's good. Killer as I said, that's a pretty good one. Um, Schoolgirls Encore. I've never played online on that game. Have you? I have, and uh, I've almost never had a bad connection in that game. I don't honestly. I don't think I ever had have had issues, but. I've never, I, I, I should say I've never really played against people, like just random people online. I've only ever played it with my friends who live at most an hour away. So that could have an effect on how good the connection was. But as far as I know, I've never had a bad situation with it. That's good. And then there, then there's Dems fighting Hurts. I never played it. It's that pony game, right? Yes. Uh, uh, basically, all of the characters were are exact clones of what they were in the beta for the Milo Pony fighting game back when the or the alpha released was re uh, leaked for the game. It, they're basically all one to one. Like I could, I went through and just went played all of the characters in the uh, tutorial, not tutorial, the training mode, and I could easily sniff out which character was which. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I never played it. Like I said, it looked interesting, but I never really played it. So yeah, so those. It's, it's it's good, but my my issue with it is that it doesn't seem good enough for me to play over anything else. Like okay. back when I was a, I used to be a huge brony. I'm not anymore. But like at least for me, back when the the alpha build of the Milo Pony fighting game was leaked. Like the draw for it was, I was playing a fighting game with characters that I loved. But now that it's just like random characters, it like I don't know. It's it's good, but there's no reason to play it over Skullgirls. Yeah, no. It's, that's the problem with having too many fighting games. You you just can't find the pick which one you want to play. Like I said, if it doesn't if it doesn't hold up to the others, it's like okay, bye. You know. But yeah. like. Out of the games, so if even were to happen, the one games I was excited to watch was um, Skullgirls. I think feels though that game is not getting enough credit. Granted, it's an indie fighting game, so that's what happens. Killer mm -hmm. uh, Instinct, I was very excited to see Samurai Showdown. That I watched the the top eight for that game last year. That was really good. Like I don't. Like, I feel as though Samurai Showdown and SoCal vs. 6, the games that were not on Sunday, were not, were not part of the Sunday matchup, those top eight games were very, very good. Like, yeah, top eight, they were very, very good. Like, I don't think they get enough credit. Now, listen, the other, 
other games were great too, but I just feel as though like they were better than, you know, like Samurai Shodan and Soul Calibur 6, it was a lot better to watch those than, you know, watching Blaze Blue Cross Highway that Sunday. Hell, it was even better watching than Street Fighter Five. I'm gonna say that. It was better than watching Street Fighter Five. But we know how Evo and Street Fighter are like a big thing. Like, I I know it was a lot, but I feel as though Samurai Showdown and Soul Calibur 6, the way how that top eight was, it, it might have been better at, at, at Sunday. I, I truly believe that. I truly, truly believe that. I mean, from my experience watching Evo games, I've always just enjoyed the uh, the side, uh, I guess, like the, the Saturday tier games more than I'd enjoy the, uh, the Sunday tier games. Like, I guess better way of putting it would be like the games that aren't Street Fighter and Tekken and Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've enjoyed watching those for the most part. Tekken 7 is, it was a good watch. And I will say this, when I was at EVO last year, granted, Smash Bros. ultimately was about the show. I wanted to watch it, but I had to leave because I had to get ready to go somewhere. But we'll say, when that when that thing was starting, people were leaving, I, and I kind of felt bad because I just felt as though, you know, Smash Bros. was finally getting, was getting the respect it deserves. But then, you know, the last... It, it, it was just hard to see people leave on the main event. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think Smash will ever properly get the uh, the respect that it deserves, but at the same time, I'm not 100% sure if Smash 100% deserves it. Like, I think the game at its core deserves it, but I feel like the community can be a tad bit toxic at times, and it's... Well, we're, we'll talk about being toxic in a few... And yeah, we'll yeah. Later, a little bit. Before we get to toxic, well, as you know, Fighting Game fans, Evo has been canceled. Due to uh, um, the uh, the um, co-founder uh, Joey Cellular has been accused of sexual misconduct. Now, I've always been the type of guy that says, "Okay, let's see what the pro- the results are." Like, I don't want to just buy just because you hear at first glance means, "Oh, he's automatically guilty." You know what I mean? Like, I want to see due process, as I think everyone should. But he go has he, he admits that he hates Sunday he's not proud of so he's admitted to it now. I'm like I'm not gonna say look into like how when like when this all happened why is all happening now but I mean that was part of his past life like he knew he knew like he knew that he did something now granted um always said this um. When somebody, Grant, I don't, I have no idea, I haven't done anything sexual. I've not, I've not done anything illegally, and I've done like, I've not done anything crazy, but it's like, you say you're not proud of this now when it's being revealed. It's like, you know, are you saying it now because you're not getting heat, or do you truly feel sorry? You know what I mean? That's always been, you know, my thing with people saying they apologize when the heat's get on them. Like, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but I mean, like I said, he he admits it, so we know that it's true. So because now we had Nintendo wanted to get away from them, NetherRealm want want to know part of it. So with all that happening, it's like yo, you got to cancel it. Like all these other companies don't, don't want anything to do with you this year. So it's like it was gonna happen. Like it was bound to happen. So it sucks because 
uh, not only was I looking forward to the games, I grant I do feel so the online would have been, eh, it would have been rough, but the announcements that we were gonna get would have been awesome. Like I felt as though we were gonna like, I maybe I'll hold on to false hope, but I felt as though we were gonna get a new um, Marvel versus Capcom game because originally MVC two was part of the uh, lineup, but now since the whole change to online, they took it out of it. So it's like. The fact that they're, they're gonna break an, an old game to Evo, you knew something was gonna happen. Like you knew that they were gonna announce some type of uh, new Marvel game. We're hoping so, unless they're probably gonna troll us because Capcom loves trolling people. But anyways, I mean, like I said, it sucks, but it's the right thing for them to cancel it with everything going on. Mm-hmm. So you tell me what your thoughts are, because I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're looking forward to Evo as well this year with the whole online thing. Maybe you might have a different take than what I had. So I could be wrong about this, but my understanding with Evo was that um, the the main games that uh, hold on let me let me pull up the Evo 2020 lineup so I'm not uh, you know I can get this at least somewhat right. So the main games like Dragon Ball Fighters and um, Grand Blue Fantasy, Soul Calibur, Samurai Showdown, Street Fighter, Tekken, and Undernight were all um, supposed to be like special exhibition match uh, games. So it was like basically only invitational. Whereas Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat, and Skullgirls and Them's Fighting Hurts were the ones that they were the like anyone could actually join. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I feel like the, especially considering like a lot of uh, top players come from Japan uh, net play on the the big games probably wasn't going to be good and we were probably going to run into a lot of issues um, oh, yeah, I think that's one of the big reasons why I'm kind of happy Smash ended up being removed from the main lineup because I was that was too. I was happy too and much as I love Smash Brothers I'm like yeah this is not going to work yeah, that would have been an utter travesty if we tried getting like the players from all over the world trying to play in one tournament. Uh, um, so, I don't know. I feel like we'd probably eventually run into issues of connections and whatnot, which would have made the main games not super fun to watch. Uh, but I would have loved to watch Skullgirls finally get the the Evo that it deserves. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm down for any, like, smaller games getting a spot, so even though I'm not, like, a super, super big fan of them fighting herds, I still think it's absolutely awesome that they were finally giving a, a time to shine. Yeah, you want the recognition, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... To be honest, I've kind of like I think Undernight probably would have been the only game uh, that I paid attention to. Maybe Dragon Ball Fighters as well. Um, I think Dragon Ball Fighters is a phenomenal game, but personally, I'm not that big of a fan of Dragon Ball as a it series. Gets, so it gets fun. Like as a fan of the series, especially when I grant, is it fun to watch at tournaments? Absolutely. But I just feel as though, but the problem with me Dragon Ball Fighters like. One combo can take your can take so much of your health away. Like almost have like we're in the new generation of fighting games where it's like one combo 
takes so much freaking out. You can't really break combos either in that game. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that annoys me. As much as I love the game, that can annoy me. That's why I don't try to be super competitive and I get because I just feel as though I'm going to get frustrated playing that game. Yeah, I've so I love games that have longer combos, but I think it's imperative that they have some kind of combo breaker in them. Yeah, uh, and, and that was one of my frustrations with Dragon Ball Fighters was the the uh, burst to it didn't really work properly as a burst. It was more of like a a comeback mechanic. Yeah, and they see if they had a combo breaker, they'd be like a different. So that was the big thing. Of what I kept saying in Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Like, the only way for you to break a combo is that they were trying to, like, do an error change and you, and you counter them. That's it. Other than that, the Marvel 3, it's like, literally, you can kill somebody in one combo. Yeah, and honestly, I th- as far as I've watched of top play in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, there's not really, like, uh, aerial crossover combos. It's mostly you stick with one character and extend the combo by using an assist. So, there, yeah. from what I've watched of Marvel vs. Capcom 3, it's really just whoever gets the first hit, as long as they don't drop their combo, they win. Yeah, like, honestly, I have more fun watching it than playing it. And that's a sad Absolutely. thing to say. And that's a sad thing to say. I mean, me, me being a Marvel fan, that's a sad thing to say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, honestly, despite the rape allegations by Joey, I'm kind of low-key a little bit glad that Evil was canceled this year because I just feel as though we were kind of running into too many problems because they've never done this before. Like, I understand you want to have an Evil, but Evil Online is just going to be way too much, like, connections. Oh, you're going you're gonna to do a button check. Like, I just can't see them not having run, not running. Like, no, you're going to run into problems, but I just feel like you're going to run into a lot of problems. Like, a mm-hmm. lot. So... I just, now grand, if you do, I follow Team Spooky on YouTube, they, they have been posting some online matches, and that's good, but I mean, they're up in the East Coast and Earth, and now it's a worldwide, especially when you said a lot of good players are from Japan. You think you think you're gonna be able to, you think you're gonna get smooth connection from someone playing in Japan? You only have, you have a better shot of playing, of, of playing Mario Kart against people in the world. You have a better shot at that. Mm-hmm. They didn't play it through a fighting game, so. I'm, I said, by all means, what Joey did was inexcusable. I am not defending that whatsoever. And I, you know, come, I feel so coming to the good, did the right thing, like, hey, say, hey, as of right now, we don't want to be associated with you guys right now after everything that's going on. So, due process, let's see what happens. So, like I said, it, you, you had to cancel it. Like, it, there is no way of getting out of this. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of rape, uh, Conjures rip out games. We get to our next topic, and I didn't know about this until like I found out about I found out about this after the whole Evo thing, and that's you know there's some rape allegations in the Smash Bros community. Now, granted, I do watch tournaments, but I don't really know the big time players in in Smash Brothers. It's not like I follow it that much. Do you know a lot of the top players in the in the community? Uh, I'm less familiar with the top players of Smash Ultimate, but I knew at least, so of the article that you sent me, I was at least aware of one person per, like, uh, allegation that it covered. Uh, I'm more familiar with, uh, like, the Melee community, 
Uh-huh. But um, I, I still have like a decent amount knowledge of the Smash community or the Smash Ultimate community. Mm-hmm. Now, before we, like I said, as I tell you, people told you guys, notice it's the top players like for the Smash Bros have been, you know, accused of rape allegations. Now, before I get into that, now Corey, you said that the Smash Bros communities, you know, in a way, kind of toxic. Toxic now. Explain that for people who don't know, because like I said, I don't really follow the Smashers community. I just like watching the tournaments. I didn't really like going to detail, be like, okay, this person did that, this person likes that. Like, I, I would say I follow more into Marvel's players, but like I said, explain to me, and for people that don't know, like, what, why do you think that the, the Smash Bros. community is, is, is a bit toxic? Not a bit toxic, but like, is toxic. I feel like a lot of it comes from elitism of like thinking like, oh, our community is better than X community. And I feel like that could be a, uh, a an issue with a lot of fighting game communities, especially like I know the Street Fighter community has a lot of elitism of like, oh, we're yeah. better than other communities. But I feel like smash ultimate or the smash community gets the worst of it not just because the smash community is kind of mocked because oh smash is a fighting game or something like that but also the smash community is divided between two games uh between smash ultimate and melee yeah that that um, i definitely know yeah it was it, but even before it was people that were, it was it was merely against the wii u one so it was it was always you know people are against one or the other and I and I hated that I just wish you know they all got together and still love the game but I'm sorry to cut you off though no that's cool um so yeah I I feel like a lot of it comes from elitism as like the starting mentality and then as far as like I've personally interacted with the Smash community uh it still feels like a a lot of people in it have this idea that they're better than others not just better than other fighting game communities but just better like singular people are better than others so i one of the the worst situations i had with the smash communities i went to a a local project m tournament and i had people trying to kick me uh off of my match like tournament match i was put up against one of my friends and they tried to kick me off of the tournament match because they didn't think that me and my friend were playing well. So they're just like, ah, you guys, just just get off your match. It doesn't matter. You guys aren't good. Uh, um, That's messed up. So like, so the fact that you're not like a pro player, they want to kick you out. Yes. Uh, a lot of the Smash community is very, very critical of watching other people. Um, and if you are not performing up to the standard that they think you should be performing at, uh, they're like, uh, don't even bother playing. Just get out of here. You're not good. Jeez, that's messed up. Like, see, that's that's like, yeah, I can see why you say toxic. That's like, yeah, how do I say this? It's like saying this, trying to say that, you know, you're not worthy of uh, being part of this. You have to be good. Like, like that's like, see, that's what, you know, will make you want to be turn you away from a community. If you're going to treat people like that, what makes you think other people are going to want to join? And now that, not, the piggyback of what you just said, I'm not sure it was you or Mason that sent that video, but remember when it was from uh, Mighty Keith, when it was during the whole 
it was the Smashers Wii U finals and two people were playing as Bayonetta and they were doing like nothing the whole entire time. Because from what I heard is that clearly Bayonetta was, was top tier at uh, Smash Bros. Wii U. I heard a lot of people didn't like that. So mm-hmm. I feel as though the, the guys that were in the finals were kind of like trolling there. People be like, hey, you guys are talking mad about us playing Bayonetta. So we're, we're going to annoy you guys even more. And that's kind of part of it why, and that's kind of part of the reason why, you know, a lot of people don't like the Smash community. Now, I do believe me, there are good people out there, but the good people, the bad people always, you know, outshine because it's the most attention that they like to give out. Because like I said, I was playing Smash Brothers online yesterday, and there was a weird, cool ass people. We didn't say, like, we weren't, we weren't great. We weren't, no, we weren't like tournament players, but we still had a lot of fun. Whereas you said, saying that, you know, with the whole project, everything, it's like, that's just hard because just because I'm not good compared to everyone else means I can't have my match. Like, you made this open to everyone. So there has a, if you're making an open tournament, there shouldn't be requirements to be like, hey, I have to be this good or this, that, this, that, and the third to be part of the tournament. That's, that's whack to me. That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely doesn't help because, like, I didn't go to any tournaments for any fighting games for quite some time after that situation happened because I have social anxiety as it is. I already struggle with getting myself out of the house and going to spend time with a bunch of people that I don't really know. And Mm -hmm. so, like, that situation stopped me from going to any tournaments for Mm -hmm. quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's really unfortunate. Now with this whole, and now with this whole rape allegations from, like, all these poppy players, like this one, like I said, Sinipi, Sinipi, I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name. Um, N- uh, Nero, like, I'm like, all this, all this dirty, all this dirty stuff is coming out. Like I said, I do wanna, I, like I said, due process, let's see what happens. Cause I said, just because I hear it first doesn't mean I wanna like assume and think this person's already guilty. But even if they're not guilty, it's, it's like, you're still, you're still, it still has that, you know, that history, you know what I mean? Like, I hope, like I said, if, if these guys turn out to be false, I hope these people do get their life back. But man, like, it's just, it's not good. Like, it's not a good moment for fighting games, especially in Smash Bros. right now, because you already said, a lot of people don't really like the community already. This, this could, this already possibly, like, be like, see, told you this community is not, not great. It just, it just adds more fuel to the fire almost. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, for me, it's like a tough situation because I absolutely 100% want to uh, be on the side of the victims in this case. Yeah. Um, but be, I want to be on their side, but I also believe that people are innocent until proven guilty. So it's like, I don't know, I want, I, I believe all of the people who say that they've been victimized in any kind of way, uh, but I, and I want the people to be testified and yeah. proven that they are guilty. Yeah, I definitely believe so. Sorry, I agree with you. It's a, uh, it's a very uh, unfortunate situation for the fighting game community. That only takes a hit on that. And my heart goes out to the people that were involved in this, so. As, as time will go on and I said there will be investigation you know what I mean you don't want this to show the the bit of sugars of what your community is because that's not what fighting that's not what vegan communities are there's we're way better than that so I said I hope you know so that something good does happen towards the end of this so 
Yeah. So that's been, you know, that's our talk with the whole fighting and community. Now, on to some lighter news for you guys. Now, I'm not, are you a Harry Potter fan, Corey? Or are you like, Sam, like, you watch this real like you like them, but you're not like a super fan? Because I like Harry Potter, but I'm, but I'm not like a super fan of them. I wouldn't even say that I, like, I do, I just actively do not enjoy Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I, I will give respect. To the people who do, because I know I know Jesse's a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah, One of my true. best friends is a big Harry Potter fan. I just I have never really been a fan myself. Uh, I tried thing. reading the. I'm sorry. It's just not your thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not your thing. So, what did you think about the about the uh, the Harry Potter RPG? Because what I heard about, I'm like, okay, that's you know interested you know what i mean like an rpg game from harry potter now the thing is is it a free to game is it a free to play game like because if it's a free to play game it's like okay i'm not expecting a whole lot but excuse me as of right now it's open world like i said rpg open world and i, and I feel as though rpg and uh and harry potter it kind of goes it goes together like i said I like Harry Potter. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of it, but I feel as though Harry Potter and RPG, like you know, magic and all that type of stuff. That I think that fits. Now, thing is, will it sell? I mean, you have Harry Potter, so I mean, I think it will sell because I don't think Harry Potter has many good video games that have been out, as far as I know. Like I, said, I haven't played them, so I can't really say. But like, I haven't seen a whole lot of people say, "Oh, did you play this Harry Potter game? This game's sick. This game's sick." I haven't heard good things about either Harry Potter game. So, correct if I'm wrong, have you know anybody that says there's a good Harry Potter game out there? I have, one of my best friends is super, super fixated on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for PC. And he, like, that game is a piece of crap. And he will absolutely admit to the fact that it's a piece of crap. But he just, it was the game that he grew up playing so he remembers it super super fondly but as far as i'm aware there's no like genuinely good there's no like spider-man 2 game for the harry potter series yeah i think that chamber of series game we were talking about was just was uh during the whole gamecube xbox and ps2 era so it was at the very end of that era because it had uh, a PlayStation One port as well. But I think the I think the PlayStation One port was like kind of a downgrade. Really? Um, but it at least yeah, I don't think it was like the same game as the one for GameCube and PlayStation Two and and you know that generation of consoles. Um, I think it was like slightly different, uh, but you know it. it least had a game for the PlayStation 1. Oh, well, I, I didn't know about that. I mean, yeah, that's, like I said, that proves my point right there. There's not been a good Harry Potter game. Now, I said, hearing this uh, leak about the whole RPG open world thing, I think that can work. The only thing is, you know, uh, I'm not sure. Let me see. This is, I'm trying to read this article right now to see who's making this because here's the i had notes ran down but i forgot at work um let's so, see so as far as the article that you sent me it didn't actually say who was making it it only confirmed that rocksteady is not making not the, the game yeah yeah here it's by uh it says the uh, project may be developed by british studio rocksteady games which is also owned by warner brothers 
However, a source of rock study confirmed to your gamer that this is not the case. So we we don't really know of who, who so, we, so I guess we really don't know who's making a game at this point then. What we just know is supposed to be coming out late 2021, uh, probably coming out to the PS5 and Xbox Series X, Xbox Series X. Like I said, this game can possibly do well because of the name. You know, when you have a name of Harry Potter, especially in this generation now, when, you know, everyone's playing online together. Now, the only thing is, this generation of kids right now, like the young generation, I don't think they really know Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter now is, you know, like people around our age, they know Harry Potter. Like I said, if people at the age of like 16 and younger, they're not going to know much about Harry Potter. So hell, they, the younger generation might not even play this game for all we know. So this game could potentially flop. I feel like it would, um, though. From I have a little bit of interaction with with younger people, and like of, like say the the five people that I interact with that are sixteen and younger, one of them is a Harry Potter fan, but that's because she's very close to her uh, aunt who is my age, and her aunt got her into Harry Potter. Um, I feel like if they were to have made a Harry Potter game that would have been geared towards our generation, then it probably it probably would be would at least sell well. Um, but if it's geared towards like a, a younger generation, I, I can't see it selling well. Yeah, it has to go into like our our generation. Because here's the thing, right? Like for it, I was on the last episode, I know you're not gonna get this game, but I was telling Jesse that the Avengers game that's coming out later this fall, I feel as though that game will suck us due to the name. Especially the fact you know Marvel's the hottest thing out right now. Whereas <laughs> Harry Potter, we haven't had a movie in like like w- w- the last movie was uh what was the last movie that was legit uh, deathly hollows part two and that was back in like 2010 right uh 2011 so almost so almost like almost a decade so i mean by the time this game comes out it'll have been a decade yeah it have been a decade so it's like cause i know i keep hearing that they are making new harry potter movies but it's like you haven't made you haven't made a new one in like ten years, so like I don't like I, said, I don't especially this younger generation. I don't see I don't see picking interest to them. It, it's just not. Like I say if it, if it's leaning towards our older crowd, then possibly. And plus, you know, are they trying to make this an only fan like an only fans like not the the not the thing only fans, but you know, it's only be a fan service. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a fan service game where you're trying to get like other people outside the fan of the series to uh join in like that's the question i'm like well that's the question i'm wondering for and i kind of i want it well obviously i feel as like all game companies want want it to be you know outside outside the original families but i just don't see it like i i hope this game doesn't fly because i feel as though a harry potter game and rpg overall would be great but Who's could it be interested in it? Like I said, we haven't seen any Harry Potter stuff in the past, almost the past decade. No toys, no movies, no TV series. I mean, granted, they're getting books, but I mean, no disrespect to the novel, but I don't think anyone's paying attention to that. So, Jesse, 
I know your brother Jesse will be interested in this game. Well, may, maybe you know, he's not sure. He might be maybe skeptical about this. I think the the biggest hurdle that this game is going to have to face is the uh, stigma that any kind of licensed game is bad. Um, I feel like that's going like a lot of people are going to look at this tie-in Harry Potter game and just be like, oh, it's just another movie or book tie-in game. It's not going to be all that good. Now, if these people who are making it really love, are, are good at what they're doing and really have a, a love for the the series, I feel like this game could turn out to be good. So if this is like something along the lines of like CD Projekt Red working on it. Now, obviously I don't think CD Projekt Red is going to be doing this, no. but uh, they, the, they're a company that took a book pro property in The Witcher and put a ton of love and care into making those games and eventually came out with The Witcher 3, which is an utterly phenomenal game. Uh, if we if we can get someone who has a love and care for the Harry Potter series and is pretty good at making games, I feel like this could be pretty good. Like, if we could get Bioware in their heyday, not current Bioware, but like <laughs> Bioware back when they made like Mass Effect 2, I feel like they could have made a really cool Harry Potter RPG. But at this point, I don't really see, I can't really think of any uh, game studio that would make a decent Harry Potter game, or at least I don't think of, I can't think of any studio that would be willing to make a Harry Potter game. Yeah, like this, a lot, they know, if they know, if they know the money's right, I don't, I don't know either. I feel some people think of RPG games, they always think about uh, Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix, because they are, in my opinion, I think they are the RPG gods, but I, don't, I wouldn't see I would not see Square Enix touching a game like this to make it. I, I, that, Graham, they are, I know they are making Marvel, I mean, they are making Avengers, but I, I wouldn't see them touching this game. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, the only company that I can really think of making this game would be like a subsection of Ubisoft that does. Uh, <laughs> licensed games and I just I don't know maybe I'm just overly cynical but I I don't see this game coming out and actually being good um, I would at least say like don't ever pre-order a game like this because this will probably get a lot of attention and they'll pro probably try to hype it up as the game as the licensed game to break the stigma but until the game comes out and we know that it's good, I don't think it's going to happen. They want to build the hype. Yeah, I, they want to build a hype for this game. I want to reserve this game as well. Hell, for all this could be a free to a free to play game, which but I, I don't see that happen. I really don't. But Corey thinks this game is flops. I I'm kind of on the edge of leaning towards that too. But like I, I want to see is it the community a but like I said a, a pure fan of the series? Is it going to be leaning towards? my older generation or the current young, young, younger generation because i feel so that's going to be you know the, the the selling point today's generation or the past generation we'll have to see but i mean it is interesting to see at like said, a new harry Potter game being announced and i feel so an rpg style for that it worked but like i said we just don't know we're just we're skeptical about it at the end of the day 
So that's for well, actually, no. I want to say this part. I want to say this part for last. So we'll take a little bit of break on the video games part. Now, I did send uh, Corey an article. You know, uh, actor, director, producer Seth Rogen is going to uh, be producing a new uh, Ninja Turtles, new, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles film and CGI. Not the whole real list. Not the you know the '90s ones, which. Honestly, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, fantastic movie. Best Ninja Turtles movie in my, I think everyone can agree to that. That's the best Ninja Turtles movie out there. And the third one, I, f- I forgot what, the one they went in time, that was, and that, that was pretty rough. And then they had the CGI one in 2007. I thought that was okay. That, that was pretty, that was a pretty interesting, a pretty good movie. Now, the Michael Bay one, Anything that Michael Bay touches, he's gonna ruin your childhood. Like, like he he is going to ruin your childhood. He's called, I think he's called a childhood killer. I think Michael Bay is called a childhood killer. I, I think he's literally called that. So, so I saw I saw the first I saw the first Ninja Turtles movie that he made. I watched the bootleg because I was not gonna I was not gonna pay tickets to see that shit. Hell no. But I did hear the second one. I forget it was like Depths of the Shadows. I don't really know. But I, I heard that one was actually pretty good. I, I I didn't even bother with those movies, to be honest. Uh, those movies as in Michael Bay? Or just all the Yeah, other- the Michael Bay movies. Okay, yeah. Because I'm a Ninja Turtles fan. And remember, I don't know if you, re- if you knew about this. Originally, he wanted to make the Turtles as aliens. I did know that. I didn't realize that he, because I didn't follow the movies at all. From what I understood, I thought they were aliens in the movies, and I'm glad to hear that they're not. Yeah, like you're gonna make Teenage Ninja Teenage Aliens, like, and I think he said he didn't want to do that, but then he eventually they changed it to like you know the uh, actual turtles, and in no respect to Megan Fox, she cannot act. She is, she is a, she is. A terrible actress, pretty girl, but she is not a good actress. Like, oh my god! But yeah, like that that first one was. Eh. I, I I will I will watch the second one. I have the time, but I feel as though with Seth Rogen uh, producing this movie, such as be you know like an animated movie, I feel as though that's good. Um, you know, I Grant, I have not seen it. I don't know why I haven't, but. I haven't seen the Ninja Turtles uh, Nickelodeon series. I haven't meaning to watch that, but I haven't. Because the last Ninja Turtles series I watched was the one that was on the Fox box years ago. Like, mm-hmm. that one, the 2003 series, that I love. That was essentially, you know, like now, I was born in 91. Uh, the Ninja, original Ninja Turtles show came out in the 80s. But they still had reruns during the '90s, so it's like I was kind of like, I was like, I'm not sure what season they were on, but like, I grew up watching the '80s series. But then I would say, I fully remember the 2003 series where I would remember the '80s series. And then, yeah, and then for some reason I just haven't watched the Nickelodeon one. I would watch that, but I just, I just got, I just, I just need to find the time to. But Seth Rogen, I, I like Seth Rogen. I think you can do a good job on the, in this. It's just you know, like don't don't go to Michael Bay route. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing, I'm always willing to give people a chance for 
just uh, produce and make a Ninja Turtles movie because Ninja Turtles are dear to my heart. They are dear to my heart. So like, I'm hoping he does a good job with this film. It's been a while since we've seen a Ninja Turtles movie. So like, hopefully, hopefully he can do a good job with this. I I don't know. I have a I have a different feel for this movie. Just looking at like the the three big names tied to it, uh, being Seth Rogen, yeah, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver. That feels like an odd choice of people to make like a a somewhat kids movie, or at least like a family oriented uh, action movie, like. These are people known for writing like raunchy adult comedies, yeah. and they're going to be doing a Ninja Turtles movie. Like, the it's least... that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, I was saying like the least you can do is make it PG thirteen because you can't make an M rated Ninja Turtles movie. Like, Ninja much as like I'm almost twenty nine, and the, but the Ninja Turtles movie is, is meant for kids, and you know, definitely you know the older generation because. The older generation grew up with Ninja Turtles too, but it's never been like you know some rate some R-rated amateur type of stuff. It's always been you know a, kid, a kid's version. And like you said, with Seth Rogen and all these guys doing this, like okay, um, how are you going to make this? Is this gonna be a rated R movie? Like the most you can do is make this PG-13, just because you know just don't have a curse, just 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 have the action, just don't have a curse in it. And I don't know, I f it feels weird to say, but even though I, I think Michael Bay is a terrible director and I, I don't like, I don't trust him with Ninja Turtles, but I feel like a director who do does something like Michael Bay would be good for Ninja Turtles or may maybe like J.J. Abrams or one of the directors that did the Avengers movies because I feel like the best route to go for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie would be something that's a little more on the serious and action side, but has a lot of like comedy sprinkled in with like quips and stuff. And I feel like an Avengers or, or a Marvel movie feel to a Ninja Turtles movie would be the best route to go. At least that's yeah. what I feel. That's true, but also Seth Rogen, he he knows his comedy too. Like he's a, he's not, he's not a comedian. Is he comedian? Well, he's an actor, but he definitely does a lot of funny stuff. So like, I feel like he will definitely bring the funny into it. Now, like I said, the action, I haven't really seen him do like any action stuff. So he is going to, as far as I know, people correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like, has he has he had any experience to? to any action things I don't know so he's going to, he's going into unknown territory with this but like I said I like his work like I'm gonna give him a, give him a chance you know what I mean like yeah I'll say this you can't do worse than Michael Bay you can't if you do worse than Michael Bay then he's not he's gonna have a career after this don't gonna be wrong but it's like it's gonna be like bruh really like you'll be known for the guy that's like you did worse than Michael Bay <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what? I just was re remembered. Yeah, I was just reminded of a movie that Seth Rogen helped write. Actually, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, helped write uh, the Green Hornet. And honestly, aside from oh, the fact that that was, aside from the fact that that movie was on the raunchy side, I feel like 
that's like the perfect uh, at, like tone and atmosphere for a Ninja Turtles movie. I didn't see that movie. I saw it and I loved it, but I was also, God, I saw this in theater, so I had to be- You were a, a young kid. <laughs> I had to be 13 at the time. And I think I just liked it because it was funny and had action. Uh, as far as like critical reception, I'm pretty sure everyone hated that movie. But as like I would say, in in, in theory, if if Seth Rogen can write a good Green Hornet, then I feel like he could do a good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If that, that makes sense. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I would agree to that as well. I, I would agree. So yeah, so he does have a little experience. But back to what you say when you say you saw a movie as a little kid, it reminds me. I don't, I don't mean to change the subject, but it reminds me when I saw the movie Street Fighter for the first time as a kid. I'm like, oh, this movie is so awesome. Years, a decade later, I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, this movie is terrible. It's so <laughs> terribly funny, though. That's how bad it is. Like, I can watch Street Fighter again and just laugh at it. It's one of those movies that's just so bad that you have to laugh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Same with Mortal Kombat 2. Now, the first Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat movie, it, that movie was not bad. Like, I don't think it's that bad as what people were saying it was. Like, it could have been better. Absolutely, but it wasn't bad. The second one, oh my god, oh, terribly funny. Like it was terrible. Like the best person in that movie was Jax. If Jax was out in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, then we would have like been complete shit. Well, it already is complete shit. But like, oh my god, the movie's so it's so funny. Mm -hmm. The acting is just oh my god. There's just there's just movies that are just so bad. You just look back at it and laugh. But yeah, but back to our old main time, like. I feel so sad that he can do a, a good job. Um, he's just gotta get a helping, you know. Definitely talk to like the the careers of the series. Like hell, even like ask the fans. Maybe like granted, fans can't be a little bit tricky because they can't make make it or break it. But I feel so when you touch the fans on it, that could be a good thing when making a movie that's a huge fan favorite from like decades upon decades upon decades. So Seth Rogen, mm -hmm. the balls, the courts in your hands. You can't do a worse job than Michael Bay. You can't. You really can't. If you do, you have to try to do worse. Yeah, you can't. You have to try to do worse than that. You have to try. So our last, so our last uh, news we have today is uh, the Xbox Series X. Apparently, they they have it. They're having a showcase for the first party games uh, happening this month, and apparently. It's it's reported rumors are that it's taking place July twenty third, so that's towards the end of this month. Now I will say this: I love video games. It doesn't matter. Well, granted, I do have a soft part, soft spot for Nintendo because that's what I grew up on. But as of right now, Sony and Nintendo are doing well right now. Microsoft, Xbox One, was not like. Numbers wise, no, it did not do well. There's no games I want on the Xbox One. There might be a, maybe maybe like only two games. Now, Sony had their had their game reveal about like last month or so, and it was pretty chill. Like, was there anything super? No, but it was a pretty it was a pretty uh decent uh showcase. They had a lot of good games that they showed. Now for Xbox, 
the balls in her hands right now, like not pause, the courts in her hand right now, like they they have to knock this out the park because if this I understand it's only the first case of you know showing the first party game because they're granted they already did a showcase with their uh with the third generation with their third party games, but they didn't really show us like their first party game. And I feel as though that was definitely the downside of Xbox One. There wasn't really any first party games that got people into buying it. So if they want to, you know, be in the mix with the PS5, they have to do well with this first party showcase. And honestly, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't, think, I don't think they are. That's not me trying to say that I want Microsoft to fail, but I just don't see how, I don't see how the showcase is kind of like get people to be like, oh snap, I got to get Xbox One. You know what I mean? Because PS5 did a good job. Not the best job, but it did a decent job. But this one right here coming up, I don't know. Like I'm kind of nervous for Microsoft right now. I don't want to. I don't want them to do bad, but you gotta give me a, a good celebrate for me to get your system. I not have any faith in Microsoft right now. Uh, I think the big issue exclusives like and. The, the things that they market as exclusives are not true exclusives. Uh, almost every single game that has come out for the Xbox One has also been ported to the PC. And, well, and I might be in a situation of uh, privilege because I have a gaming PC, but from that aspect, like, there's no reason for me to get an Xbox One because I have a PC that will just play literally everything that's on the Xbox. The only game that I can think of that is a true, quote-unquote, true Xbox One exclusive is Rare Replay. But Rare Replay is just a re-release of a bunch of older games that I can play on any other console that I have. Um, so, like, every other game that has been Xbox exclusive, Gears of War, Forza, Halo, or even indie games, or In the Blind Forest, uh, Cuphead, just, like, games like that, they've, they've all been ported to PC, and I don't really see Microsoft being, like, oh, we've been on this trend of porting all of our games to the PC, but we're randomly gonna stop. Like, I don't know. Isn't it arguably visually better on the PC too? Uh, it depends on your hardware. Uh, if we go the, like, if we say top of the line PC compared to the inevitable upgrade for Xbox Series X that they inevitably will do, uh, the PC will be better, but, um, if we take like the average because like not everyone's going to be willing to spend the a thousand to two thousand dollars to get a pc that will be better than xbox series x yeah uh so if we compare like the average consumer to uh, the average consumer's pc to the xbox one or xbox series x no i don't think it's going to look better but I personally, even if it doesn't look better, I would still personally stick with the PC over the Xbox Series X because the PC has such a large library and like almost every single game that has come out since like 2000 is playable on a modern PC. Whereas the Xbox Series X 
is going to be able to play current games and I don't even think I've heard of backwards compatibility for that. I could be wrong. Do, do you yet? And I feel so. That's where the PS5 shines on because now they have backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility, and now you can actually play it on a better and eventually better looking screen right there. So that's mm-hmm. PS5 hasn't wound up on that because what what new thing is Xbox Series X going to have? I don't know. Also, the biggest problem was with the Xbox One when I first showcased it was like, it says, your system does this, that, watch sports, do all this type of stuff, TV shows. I'm like, okay, we're at the video games. Like, they advertised that wrong, especially when they said, you have you can't borrow your friend's game, you gotta get a code and all that type of stuff. You need to be online 24-7. Like, they they shot themselves with a foot when I was seeing all those features before the game was even, before the system was even out. They screwed up on that. So- uh, Absolutely. Yeah, like, not can't borrow friends like they already the system was already set up for fa- for failure anyway before it was even uh, before it was even released so now i feel as though they were also possibly waiting to have sony reveal their price but sony did not reveal it so now it's like now it's the pressure it's on xbox a little bit now i will definitely watch the showcase because like i said i like video games i'm not a fanboy and i got like i have a software for nintendo but you know, Sony, Sony, I love my PS4, and I there's another there's a there's already a decent amount of games I want on the PS5. So I'm already sold on the PS5. Xbox One, I mean Series X. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have any. I don't think anyone has faith in it, and that's sad for. And that's why I feel as though, excuse me, Microsoft has more pressure on that because the fact that gamers already like not confident in your next system, it's like. That's a problem, because if this system flops, ooh, we Microsoft like, great, they're not gonna be broke, but it's like people won't trust them. They're making another another system. You can't have you can't have two bad systems in a row. You can't. I, I could know. entirely see them going the Sega route if this system flops. Ooh, the Sega route. Yeah, just becoming a, a publisher instead of becoming a, a console maker and just make all the games for PC or I, I don't really see them bringing their games to uh, PS4, but at the very least, I could see them just developing whatever Forza, Gears of War, Halo games on PC from the future. And maybe if it's like indie titles or games that aren't like super, super graphically intensive, maybe bringing it over to the Nintendo console. I think that's less likely, but Nintendo and Microsoft have had a good relationship as of late, so it's possible. I mean, we are getting, we are getting, uh, we, you can't, you can't do crossplay now on the PS4 and the Xbox One, so. Yeah, and I remember like three years ago, I had a long argument with one of my best friends over how Ori and the Blind... She wanted Ori and the Blind Forest to come to the Switch so bad. And I kept telling her, there is no way in hell that game will ever come to the Switch in a million years. And lo and behold, it came to the Switch. So, who knows? Yeah, who knows, man. Uh, I'm telling you, man, like, I just... It it almost feels like, you know... It kind of reminds me of Nintendo. I, like, granted, I'd say Nintendo was going rogue, but after the Wii U, that was a that was a 
disappointed. That was a flop system. The switch, they they had pressure on the switch, and the switch delivered. Now this be like a similar situation, like. Xbox One could definitely know bounce up because the three they say the when it was the 360 PS3 and the Wii, don't get me wrong, the Wii had the Wii had its numbers, but but like I had a but I had a 360 first before I got a PS3 because I mean there wasn't a whole lot of games on the PS3, but the 360 there was a lot of great games on that system. Hell, I would you can make the argument that the, that the 360 was the better system than the uh, Xbox One. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. I'm not lying. I saw. I, I saw my 362. So uh, I just, I'm a just, I'm just a bit nervous for Microsoft. You know what I mean? Like, I you gotta give me at least maybe three to five games that, that look interesting that look interesting for me to buy your system. Unless you if you port on the PS5, <laughs> they'll be okay. Fine, I'll, do, I'll get on the PS5 instead. Especially when it comes to fighting games, if you had like pretty much all the fighting games on the P- on the PS4 or on the Switch, nothing on Xbox One, only a few, not a whole lot. So I mean, they had Killer Instinct as a as an exclusive for a while, but I mean that's on PC now. So it's on PC now too, yeah. And that honestly, the only two games I get would be Halo and Killer Instinct. That's that's it. I don't have a problem with Gears of War. But I just didn't really. It was. It's a good game. Don't get me wrong. But like, it just wasn't like you know. It wasn't. It wasn't like. I was like, oh my god! Like it, it just wasn't my thing. It, it really wasn't. So, great. Yeah, I mean, Xbox One well, can probably most likely afford it now. But it's like just two games, though. It just. It's a waste to me, honestly. It really is. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else. But anyways, uh. I don't know what you guys, you guys let me know what you guys think with the Xbox uh, Series X showcase. But folks, uh, that's it for this. I mean, uh, like, there really was a whole lot of gaming news, like gaming news, gaming news, but it was, you know, the whole evil event being canceled, the Seth Rogen CGI thing. Like, I would like to, as you guys know, I want to talk, talk about, you know, movies, anything that's going on in pop culture, not like, you know, pretty much what you see, pretty much something you would see at a Comic-Con pretty much. That's what the podcast is going to be featured on. And, you know, I try to get, I'll have different guests on here. It won't be the same guests because people have different schedules. And I completely understand that. So, Corey, I want to say thank you for joining me because talking about yourself, it's like, I'm used to it because I used to have to do my own radio show at my school. But it's like, it's going to have that conversation with somebody. And, and, and then you ask them, hey, here's a question. Someone actually answered where you're like, doing it by yourself. Like, hey, what do you guys think? Quiet. I'm like, it's like I'm like Dora looking at the screen. <laughs> like, I wonder if you guys answer my question. Oh, wait, you guys are not here. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Oh, there was so many days of high school where the teacher tried to get a, you know, interaction with her students, and then it was just like nobody wanted to talk. So I can I can totally understand uh, wanting to have someone else here, and I appreciate you having me on. I really oh, no, do. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Like I said, like. Want to get a whole lot of people on here in the future. Now, also, Corey will also be featuring on gaming videos in the future because you have a PS4 or do you just only have a Switch? I have a Switch, I have a PS4, and I have my computer. Okay, so you will see Corey being featured on a lot on a lot of gaming videos in the future. I just wish I'm surprised that Mason doesn't have a PS4. I thought he would. 
Uh, I can I can totally see Mason as the person who would be a, a PC master race kind of person. Yeah. Especially since a lot of fighting games are ported over to the PC. I, I know for the most part he's mostly into fighting games as well. Yeah, he definitely is. He definitely is. So like we'll definitely we we'll have to do that Smash Brothers video. But yo, but one game that I would love. If this game ever freaking comes out on the PS4, or or, or the Switch, base has a Switch, so like, I think we'd all get on the Switch. Is if we get a freaking Fantasy Star Online 2. I, I am so angry that's on Xbox One right now. It's and, on PC now. It's on, yeah, it is on PC, yeah, that's right. The, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not the hardest game to run. Uh, I mean, it is a 2012 game. Yeah. Um, it's just harder to run on some of the higher graphics settings. Also, the the original porting job was terrible. You would get like 10 frames a second in the lobby, oh. but they've kind of they've kind of fixed that by now. It's gotten a lot better. Uh, so, and it's free to play, so you might as well just download it and see if you can get it running. Um, <laughs> Keyword F. Yeah. So I would say going if you do eventually go into that game, don't go in expecting to play the sequel to Fantasy Star Online. Uh, because when I went into the game expecting the sequel to Fantasy Star Online, I was honestly a little disappointed. I didn't think yeah. it was all that good. Um, but I, I so I, I switched over my classes and started using double sabers. And there was this one like basic uh, special star the double saber this called um, is a move that feels straight out of Dynasty Warriors and I changed my mentality from oh I'm playing the sequel to Fantasy Star Online to oh I'm just playing another hack and slash game and I immediately started enjoying the game a lot more because like I'm someone who can be very forgiving and honestly very fond of games that are maybe slower paced and clunky if it feels like it's deliberate or if it feels like it's a product of the time. So I feel like Fantasy Star Online is something that's a product of the time and a game will never be made that feels like Fantasy Star Online again just because that game is so outdated or something like Dark Souls which feels a little slower and clunky but it feels so deliberate in the fact that it's slow and clunky. I really appreciate those games uh, and I feel like Fantasy Star Online went, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 went too much into trying to get rid of the whatever deliberateness that Fantasy Star Online 1 had. So I've, I've been enjoying it, uh, but to be honest, I've mostly just been playing it because I have a few friends who are super, super in love with it. Yeah. And I, I just play it to spend time with them. You would still refer Blue Burst? I absolutely would still prefer Blue Burst, and I still, to this day, spend quite a lot of time on Blue Burst. I play on uh, Athenia. We'll, have to, we'll never have to get into that as well, too, because, like, I need to get a wire, a wire controller, because the one wire controller I have from X, Xbox 360, the one button's kind of stuck on it, so, like, I need, like, another, uh, I need, like, a controller to connect to my computer, because I still have to download Blue Burst on this computer that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, like we, we we can get the crew together and play online. Like, like so my channel, you'll see co-op, 
us against each other. Now, I am a big co-op fan. Like, I am a co-op fiend when it comes to that type of game. So, like I said, you will see Corner. You'll like I said, you'll see different guests on my show. Like, it'll be up to four people, it'll be up to five people, six people. I do want to do. Grant, I'm still currently playing this game. I do want to get to get together. People get together and talk about The Last of Us Two. Like, I understand that's uh that's uh people are not liking it, but some some people have been liking it, so I can't really. I don't want to. I'll, I'll leave that alone for the future. But <laughs> I'll leave it alone for the future. But anyways, uh, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this podcast. I appreciate you guys even taking the time to listen to me while you're on your while you're going to work or eating dinner or uh, driving to a friend's place or you're just sitting there chilling, bored with your headphones. I'm like, hey, let me listen to this podcast from my knuckles. You know what I mean? So one one view, one listen is it's enough because I said I'm just getting my hands dirty with this stuff, and I, I really love this. I really hope you know, just I really hope you know, this gives me something for me, something for me in the future. So. Like I said, I really, I really appreciate you guys giving, uh, listening. Corey, I appreciate you even, like I said, joining me on today's uh, podcast. Like I said, I try to do stuff like every week. It's like either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday when I try to do this stuff. Yeah, really appreciate you having me on. As long as I'm free to join, I would absolutely love to join. All right, man, most definitely. Well, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. You guys stay safe. I know COVID has definitely ruined this uh summer slash well 2020 is still going on but COVID has definitely you know been an annoying part of this year of this summer but I hope you guys stay safe don't do anything stupid you don't don't get your uh, your uh elderly people sick hell don't get anyone sick because like I said next thing I want to know know is you know one of my friends is sick and then you know they might affect me I don't know but anyways hope you guys enjoyed today's show I'll see you guys next time take care